0: Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Vlog Talk Radio through Kingdom apartment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones Morris or dancyj.com. You can also call your host and guest at area code 646 668. Two four one three. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority, Authority. and now here's your host, power. Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority, power, Kingdom Authority, Kingdom Authority, power.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia. Jones Morris, you can just call me Dancia. Y'all know how I am. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority on this wonderful evening. I want you to know this is the day that the Lord has definitely made. And if you haven't, you need to. We all should rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about what God is doing in this season, on this day, in this moment for you and for me. God is working it out, not only for you, but for his glory. I'm telling you, these are the times that we have got to give God the praise, what is due to him, because his glory is roaming and filling the earth. I understand now that it is time to allow God's glory to rise, and not just to rise in the atmosphere, but within us. And if we do that, we will operate in our giftings, and we will take authority. And he's a great God. He's so wonderful. And so tonight, we want to make sure that we are defending the truth. I am excited about the guest on tonight, my guest on tonight, and who and what you'll hear from him. I want to pray, and then we're going to go into a quick scripture, and then I want to bring on the man of God very quickly. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We love you. We thank you for being the almighty God. We thank you for being the amen to our story. We thank you for being the Alpha and Omega, the bridegroom. Thank you for being the creator of all. You are the Ancient of Days, the Holy One of Israel. You are Jehovah. You are God. We thank you, O God, for being the bright and morning star. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, O God, for being our peace, our strength, our keeper, our shelter. We thank you, O God, for being who you are. We thank you for what you've done, but we're extremely happy about who you are in our lives. Thank you, O Lord, because you are our rock you're our salvation. You are the truth, can lean on you. We can depend on you. You are the son of God, the son of man, the son of Mary. Hallelujah. Thank you for being who you are. You are righteousness and in righteousness. Thank you for being who you are. We honor you. This is the month that we are thankful, that we're grateful. We demonstrate that. And so, Lord, We don't want to wait just until Thanksgiving Day. We want to say thank you now for what you have done. It could have been another way. I'll say it for me. It could have been another way. But, Lord, you snatched me up from some of the areas that I was in in this city, and, Lord, you took me out of that place, and you brought me into the light. Thank you for showing me the light, God, and I had a choice to make. And say yes to your will. Say yes to your way. So many out there, Lord. It could have been another way, Lord. But Thou, O oh Lord, are a shield. You are our. Oh my goodness. You are our strength and our redeemer. You are the one. You are the waymaker. You share every heavy load. And God, you are a comforter. Mm-mm-mm. You are our friend, and you call us friends. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for being for being who you are in our lives. Father, when so many turn our, on you, and we can live full, we can live with might, we can live and take authority in our territory through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, O oh God, for who you are. Oh, my goodness, I bless you and praise you. Every time I think about what you've done, you have been so gracious, and Lord, I give you praise. Oh, your glory to be revealed, God, your glory to be manifested, your glory to fill us, God, not just within us, but in this earth, Father. We just want your glory, and on tonight, I thank you for the glory, your glory, resting upon Pastor Demetrius Colbert in the name of Jesus. We thank you for him. Thank you for where you've taken him from, Lord. Hallelujah, and I glorify you for the words that you put on the inside of him, the truth, in the name of Jesus. We say glory to your name, in Jesus' name, amen. What a mighty God we serve. He's so great. Mm-mm-mm. He's so mighty, and I honor him. Listen, there is something that I wanted to make sure and, and read, and I did this series last year, and I'm, I can't, Stay away from this because it is critical for us to show love in this world. So the verse that um, of today is for First John two fifteen through sixteen. I want to read that from the King James version, and it reads as such: Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Thank God for his word. I'm telling you. We have got to lay down, and I know it's a struggle. I struggle at times because I see certain things and I want them at times, and so there's this war going on. But the fact of the matter is it's about loving the Father and not loving this more I can go into with that. It is not about the world. I'm telling you, we have a limited amount of time, space um, in this earth, and it's it's extremely important for us to utilize and operate in the giftings that God has bestowed on us because of his grace in order to fulfill the purpose of our time and space on this earth. It's critical. I can't stress that enough. And I I may sound overly serious right now. The seriousness of it is that the earth is groaning and it's waiting for us to fulfill what God has told us to fulfill while we're here on this earth. I'll tell you, there wouldn't be as much trouble if we would do what we're supposed to do. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's so critical. You have an influence on what's going to happen in the earth. You have an influence. You influence what's going to happen in the earth because we, the God is within us and we are within him and we are operating with God, oh my goodness, we are operating as God, I want you to catch that, there's, and I can't go into that enough, because I wanted to give time for Pastor Demetrius, but we are operating as God, we represent, we represent, we represent God in the earth, what does that mean, if people see us, they should see God, and how do they see God, because of our love, oh my goodness, I'm telling you, We have got to show love. I have got to show love to the people. And I know it's rough at times. I get it. I I get people texting me all the time. It's rough at times. But with God, there's so much grace and so much mercy that even if your friends and family turn against you, you can still show love. And so on tonight, I just want to impress upon you to love. While you are celebrating, thank your friends. Thank God for your coworkers. Thank God for your children. Thank God for the the, the wonderful children and and the not so wonderful children some of us have, <laughs> but they're still wonderful. <laughs> thank God for friends, frenemies, and enemies. Thank God. Thank God for the person that talks about you. Thank God for the 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 assembly. Thank God and everything. Give thanks, for it is the will of God. It is his will. Oh, my goodness. There's so much more to that scripture, too. All right, so let's just move on real briefly. I thank you for joining Kingdom Authority, and I see you um, clicking in and coming on. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority on tonight. I have an um, um, an amazing – I've been watching him – an amazing pastor um, that's on tonight, and he will be sharing. We're talking about defending several scriptures, and I want to give way for him so that he has enough time to to minister. That's what I really want you to hear, this pastor minister. He is a pastor of Vertical Church Phoenix, Vertical Church Phoenix. And I'm going to give the website information and so forth at the end of this broadcast. So if you stop, make sure you come back on at the end and, and, and hear who he is, what he's doing, and what the Lord, how he's taking authority in his territory for the Lord Jesus Christ. He, is also, the, um, he also oversees a non-profit organization called Fellowship Phoenix. Fellowship Phoenix, and we're going to have him talk about that a little bit. Finally, let me tell you, he's not only a husband, a father, brother, son, um, uncle, and so forth. He's also a certified Christian life coach. There is a difference, I want you to understand. A certified Christian life coach. There are life coaches, but there are some that are not operating under Jesus Christ. So he is a certified Christian life coach, something I hope to be one day, um, as the Lord um, says. <laughs> it's my hope. I'm not sure what the Lord has said in that area, so I'm still, I'm still trying to find out what God wants me to do in that particular area, but I want to make sure that we bring him on because he is definitely a certified Christian life coach. And I want you to welcome the lead pastor of Vertical Church Phoenix, Pastor Demetrius Colbert. Dr. Colbert, can you just greet the listening audience?
0: I can. Thank you so much to uh, Reverend Jones. I am so honored and blessed to have had the privilege uh, to be a guest on your show, Kingdom Authority. I am excited about um, just, again, always having the opportunity to open up some portion of the Word of God and deliver something in hopes to further transform someone's life through what they hear. So uh, I am I am honored uh, to be your guest on tonight, and I do believe that whenever we get together, uh, some way, somehow, something happens in God's people, so I'm excited about it. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. You, Dutch. Done- You have sparked something already in me when you said to transform. Can I I talk about that? Because when we're we're talking, um, what we're doing, our spokesperson for the Lord Jesus Christ, when we are talking, it is in hope and it is our prayer that someone's life is transformed. Can you talk about that? Because you said those words and it sparked something in me.
0: I can. So um, I'll try to do this as quickly as I can. Um, I believe um, that God wants to transform us. So we know that we're saved. Uh, We talk about saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. We've got that. What we want to do, though, is walk in that transformation. And when I talk about transformation, let me give you my angle on it. I think of transformation by using many of the things that God has allowed us to see, even in the physical. So I think of a butterfly. Here's what I mean Mm -hmm. about transformation. A butterfly does not begin as a butterfly but it innately knows that it's supposed to be a butterfly so when you first encounter it though or a lot of times when you encounter a butterfly you find it in its um Worm-like stage, its larva-like stage. So it's crawling on the ground. It's not what it's supposed to be yet, but inside it knows that it's supposed to become a butterfly. It knows it's not meant to crawl on the ground. It is meant to uh, ultimately transform and open its wings and fly. So when I think about Kingdom transformation, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about God's people recognizing that my circumstance or my situation or my life or the history of my life is not, you You, you can't determine me from that because I'm, I'm supposed to be transformed, I'm supposed to be moved forward. But now we do that, right, through the Word of God, through the reading of the Word. Uh, we recognize that every time we have an encounter with the Word, it does something in us, where we can either reject it or allow it to transform us, furthering us to bring us to what we ultimately are supposed to be in Christ.
1: Wow, that's a loaded, loaded, loaded um, statement, I'm going to tell you now. So um, with <laughs> in order for me not to go too far in that, because I was jotting down some things that you said, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we that we just touch on a couple more things Before we move on from that, you said Mm -hmm. something about people recognizing um, their life or the history of their life Mm -hmm. has a purpose, basically, for transformation. And so we had several people on in the past year, and that seems to be a theme where people said what um, some of the things they went through formed them to this time. Now, they said formed. But you're saying the transformation, of course, through the reading of the word of God. And so kind of touch on that about recognizing that God needs you.
0: Well, I look at it like this. Okay, so um, I look at the circumstance in which I was born in. God didn't make a mistake, he wasn't afraid of that, so we can go back, of course, right, and look at Jesus, born in a manger. The issue wasn't where he was born, the issue, the, the, or, or the plan is, is what his purpose was for being born. And I think that we need to go back to that place, we need to recognize that, we need to realize that no matter how I was born, no matter how I even got here, that was just a vehicle for me to ultimately begin to walk out, my purpose. So Jesus tells us all throughout the scripture his reason for being here, and so we need to also recognize that, that once we have said yes to God, and we said, I'm going to be your disciple for life, I'm, I'm going to get saved, but I'm going to walk out a disciple's life, that means that I have to recognize that my life has to be transformed. It's not going to be transformed through my effort, it's going to be transformed through my contact. My contact with who? The one who transforms me. So the The nearer, the closer I get to him, the more I draw near to him, my life is going to be transformed by my contact, my connections with God. And so I don't look at so much about where I came from as much as where I'm going. But if I'm going to look at my history, I want to be careful to see the things that God added to my life as part of the repertoire for what he needed for me to do. I believe that some of the things in our past are signals. They are small signposts. They are small uh, confirmations as to ultimately what it is that God wants to do. So, for example, with me, I never had a desire to be a pastor. I never had a desire to be a pastor. I was a pretty good athlete, so I just wanted to play football. So pastoring wasn't even, being saved wasn't even on my mind, to be honest with you. So, I got saved, though, and I started looking at the things that God did in my life. So God put me I grew up in some very tough conditions, uh, with welfare and food stamps and different things along those lines and without a father at home and, and all of these kind of things. And so I, I look at those and I realize that God used all of that now uh, in, in, in there was a portion of my life too where God had me working in warehousing, so from nineteen years old to about twenty one years old, so I was warehousing, I was putting things together, I was working with people, and I got promoted in that warehousing, and so I began to grow in that, and so I began to get more responsibility in that, and then I worked corporately without education for it, without a background for it. I just kind of what what I thought was I just kind of fell into this job, but I realized that God God was preparing me for 11 years to bring me into this place where I dealt with consumer affairs on a national and international level. So I had responsibility of traveling all over the country and in the world, in various different parts of the world, I should say. And in doing so, I had the opportunity to work with people who needed my help from a consumer affairs uh, perspective. So what I discovered was if God was teaching me in that Space and place. He was honing my skills, not necessarily in the church, but actually outside of the church, because I had so much ministry going on while I while I was out on the road with people who wanted to get my time. When I flew in, can I sit with you? I've got to talk to you about what's going on with me and my family, and so on and so forth. I was able to minister there and in those times too. So we don't want to discount. The path that God gives us. We don't wanna we don't wanna just let that go. We wanna we wanna recognize that there's some nuggets in our past where God will show us why He allowed us to go through some things or even put us in some situations so that we would then ah, have the opportunity to have to yes. be able to recognize what God wants to do.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes, sir. Yes sir. I'm gonna stop right there. Um <laughs> It, it, it's so important because when I think about I know a little bit about you know our growing up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it is so important not to devalue that because mm-hmm. it does play a part in our story. oh thank you God, okay amen yes lord um um okay, so i'm just I'm gonna turn it over to you. We're talking about how to defend the truth. And so I yeah. want to give you some, some time just to go into what the Lord has given you to share.
0: Okay, absolutely. Let me say this so that I don't go too long. And you stop me, okay? Please, please jump in and stop me if I go too <laughs> long. Let me say this. Um, so for 27 years, though, now, I have been in pursuit of the Lord and what he has been in pursuit of through me. And what I discovered was, is along the way, that I've done a very good job at learning Scripture. So I learned Scripture, I learned to quote Scripture, I learned what to do, I learned what to do at church, I learned what to do, where, you know, in all of these environments, I learned what to say, I learned the language of church, I, le- I learned all of that. But one of the things that I didn't know, one of the things that was a challenge for me, uh, as, as, as I moved into a pastoral role and started pastoring churches, was how to defend what I believe. Now watch, now watch this. I'm not saying defend Jesus. I'm saying defend what I believe. So um, I wanted to move into more of a place where I could intellectually as well as basically answer back critics about the gospel because wow. we fight uh, in the world on an intellectual level too. And th- these people want to know these things. So I'm teaching this class right now online and it's called Through the Bible, what I've done is I've, I've, I've taken the opportunity to walk people through, like, worldviews, uh, not only a Christian worldview, but the secular worldview, the worldviews that are out there, Darwinism, humanism, materialism, secularism, all these things, and I started to tell them about how all these are actually enemies to the faith, uh, all branches of atheism now I, I want to say this to you: Atheists are no longer running around saying i 'm just an atheist. Atheists now have put new names. what they do so all those things i just talked to you about materialism secularism humanism all of these things find yourself find the depth of who you are so on and so forth all these are branches that come out of atheism saying there is no god so if you find you then you found yourself the problem is when i talk about defending our faith a lot of us will say this if someone says well You know, how do you know God exists? And we haven't educated ourselves enough to be able to really have that conversation slash debate with people. We'll just say, I just know he's real. I testify about him. I got this, that, or the other. And the the fact of the matter is, is that for some that answer may work if they're near uh, or they've been near or they've tasted and seen. But for others who are more distant, that's not a satisfactory answer. So 1 Peter 3.15 says, but, but sanctify the Lord your God in your heart and be ready to always give an answer to every man that asks you the reason for your hope. Now, I love this part with meekness and fear. So I feel like it is incumbent upon a believer To understand, not just practically, but also intellectually, who are you fighting? Because this stuff runs, uh, Reverend, further than just someone saying they don't believe. This stuff runs in our government. This stuff runs in our communities. This stuff runs in our education system stuff yeah. runs through our schools. This stuff is everywhere. Yeah. And if we don't know then how to combat this on, on, a, on, a, on a very intellectual level and have these conversations, we need to be able to defend the truth in there when they tell you, well, God doesn't exist. The, the, the wrong battle, in my opinion is to go in that and, and, and say, well, we're going to have a full debate on that. The the real battle is to go back to the text and to be able to ask them about the things that they claim that don't exist, where they get that from, where that is, and for us then to be able to, in turn, be able to go back to not just the text but also speak to them at that level where they hear. So this is important. We want to speak back to people at the level they hear from so when we have the opportunity to go back and share with them from where they hear we get a chance to go in have conversation and communication with them and say this person is an is an intellectual this is how they talk and i don't believe we need to defend Completely on the intellectual level We also need to be able to defend On the knowledge level So we need to understand where people are Right. So what is that person's world view Where did they come from What is their background What is their history So if you're talking to somebody from India You have to understand what they've been encountering If you're talking to someone from China You have to understand what they've been encountering Hindus, Buddha You have to understand these kind of things I'm not saying that you need to know those You've got to be able however To have a conversation enough To defend Defend the gospel because they're used to many gods, so they might accept your God as one of the many gods that they believe in in the first place instead of the truth. So what I think of defending the truth, I'm, think, I'm talking about it from a much larger perspective than someone just telling somebody that they need to be saved. I'm speaking of it wow. in, 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 in a greater, a more lengthier thought. I want us to think, here's, 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 here's what I believe. We need to think through our answer when we are dealing with people whose lives are at stake for salvation. We need to pause Ooh. and we need to think through that. We don't need to rush through that to tell them, well, you just need to come to my church. Here's the deal. We, we, sometimes we don't need to invite them into church. We need to invite them into our lives and let them see this, this truth, this That has been given to us through the gospel, we need to invite them into our lives and let them see that so we first want to kind of bring them into the fold but the truth of the matter is is sometimes they might have questions they won't ask you in a church but they will ask you in a one-on-one setting so i encourage people to learn how to sit with people for a season sit with them for a little while talk with them encourage Mm. them speak to their speak to their lives find out watch this find out who they are find out how they see the world and then you can turn and teach them the world view that you want to teach them. So that's where that's 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 a larger view of that. So I went on a rant there so I apologize.
1: No, that is perfect because it is it's everywhere as you said. It is everywhere. And so we have to so I I I, I trained diversity um for my for my company. And what Not I have found is that I, I I couldn't talk to people about the Lord Jesus Christ because I couldn't I didn't understand where they came from. I didn't understand what their belief system was. I didn't understand how they looked at certain things. And when I found out about mm-hmm. others, I was able to have a different conversation, knowledgeable. You are absolutely on it. And where yes. we've come off, my goodness, and where we've come off is that we just want to say Jesus, and there are people, I noticed when I was in South Africa, don't even know that name. Right. So when you say that name, they have no clue what you're talking right. about. And we think it's, right. it is universal, but it's not universal at the same time. So just continue going on, because that's powerful.
0: Well, so so we look at Second Corinthians ten five, right? It, it continues to go on. It tells us. It tells us. So the scripture is written to us, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into every thought, bringing every thought into uh, obedience to Christ Jesus. So again, God 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 is telling us that we we need to have the kind of thoughts. We need to be able to to defend the gospel. We need to have running through us the the the, the knowledge of God. The, the knowledge of God we, we need to cast down all these other ma- other imaginations here 's the other thing too. We live in a world now where everything goes, everything goes, anything goes, whatever people say, whatever they want to do um, uh, there, there's no more there 's no more boundaries. boundaries are just uh, that 's old it 's antiquated and, and, and people feel that way. so we want to be able to really really dig into people 's hearts. Dig into people's lives. We we want to be able to, we want to be able to spend time recognizing ourselves too. We, so we, I need to know, I need to fully recognize and understand my worldview, my Christian worldview, and then that's going to give me access to be able to talk to somebody in the appropriate manner. As I had alluded to earlier, um, we we spend some time in the struggle with with people. Because we can talk about Jesus as you talked about being in another country in Africa. You you go there are some people who haven't heard, but you want to introduce a God to them, they they're they're open to many gods spiritually speaking, they're That's open right. to many gods. So in mm-hmm. order to accurately convey the kingdom, Jesus, the God of salvation, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, El Shaddai, El Hokim, in order for us to accurately convey him. We need to be able to speak to that in such a way where we are separating him from the way that they receive everything Ooh. that they hear. Does, mm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So we've got to be able to separate him so that we can show his truth. So oftentimes, oftentimes too, so, so let me say this. Let, let, let me say this. There is a gap of credibility in the kingdom, between kingdom people and secular people and people who are believers. There's a gap of credibility in there, and here's why. Because they're watching how we live. It is impossible for me. Listen, I can hold the truth and not have it be as potent as it needs to be because someone's examining my life. So if wow. my life is not lined up with the truth that I'm saying, even in defense of it, they're going to look at my life and determine that the truth that I'm attempting to convey has not even permeated the parts of my life to cause that transformation that we were talking about in, in our lives. I was sharing this this morning in a class that I was teaching and I said this, I said the Bible says as many as are, have received God, they then are the sons of God, as many as received God. This is one of our challenges with trying to defend the truth. It's one thing for us to know scripture. It's another thing for us to have fully received God to receive him So we spend a lot of time doing And not receiving The more of him that we receive The more saturated we are With who he is His life then permeates Our lives That's the life that shows up That's the life that's in in front of us That's the life that people get to see Now listen I'll I'll, I'll say this to you Uh, Evidence is more powerful than words So Yes it is (laughs) When when, when there's evidence, you, you, can, you can deny it, but you know it won't be the truth. I can, I can give you words all day, but you can't deny what you see and you experience. It's hard right. to deny what you see and experience. So in defending the faith, part of, it, part of it has to do with who we are and how we live. And I'll take it a step further, how we approach people. How do we approach uh, the people who we are trying to win, right? So Scripture says, he who wins souls is wise. It's interesting that that terminology is placed in there, he who wins souls is wise. So wisdom is a part of this process because, again, a lot of times we want to talk to people about their, about how they're sinning, about how they're going to hell, and about, you know, don't do this, don't do that, so on and so forth. But what, what we fail to do, what we fail to do is present Jesus in such a way where they get to feel his love. And when his oh. love comes forth, you, that is what will change you. Because listen, people already know they're sinners, people already know they're broken. People already know that their lives are in shambles. People, people, that's why they patch up their lives with cars and women and men and drugs and homes mm. and more money and a bigger job and vacations that they can't afford and shoes that they can't afford. They're patching that up because they're in search of reason. They're in search of purpose. They're in search of their why. And, and we have the answer to give them their why. What is your reason for being? What on earth am I here for? It's a series of teaching we just got out of. Why am I here? What is the reason for my existence here in the earth, and so we need to use wisdom when we're talking to them. So it makes me think Colossians four, five and six. Walk in wisdom, it says, toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, yes, and they, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. This is crucial because we have sometimes we have such a zeal and a passion to defend it but what we need to understand is the defense is accurately portraying and relaying this conversation and this communication as to who Jesus is, what was done for them on the cross, the giving back of the Holy Spirit, his word that is, is our instructions for life leading us and guiding us and pushing us forward. We need to be in a space, in a place Reverend, where we can help people, but we need to approach them with wisdom I have to approach you with wisdom this is what I tell folks in our congregation all the time so before I- preach as I did this morning, I tell them to grab the person's hand that they're sitting next to. And I said, this is not a formality. I really need you to pray for the person that you're sitting next to, because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know their financial situation. You don't know their history. You you, you don't know where they've been. You don't know their circumstance or their situation. So I tell people, uh, some people said, hey, you got some people in this church who I think live a contrary lifestyle. And I said. Pretty much, I said, I don't know everybody's lifestyle that walks in here. I said, so I'm not trying to inspect their lifestyle. I said, what I am trying to do is present such a, a, a posture and a picture of the gospel that their lives mm. will be changed and transformed. I said, so I don't know where they were last night. They might have been at the club. They might have been. But my thing is, is, uh, is this the place for you to be, or am I supposed to tell you to somehow clean yourself up without Jesus? And then come to church. So you look the part, but you aren't the part. What? I'd rather you sit here and get transformed mm. in the midst of the kingdom people who will love on you, who will hold you, who will embrace you, who will talk you out of your stupor, who will who will who will spend time with you, who will who will pray with you, who will hear your story and not judge you, but tell you, I'm standing with you, brother. I'm standing with you, sister. I want to see what God does in your life. I want I, I want to be a witness to how He transformed your life. And then they tell them their own story. You know, I used to get high too and then one time and I was getting high I just remember hearing and sensing God. The scripture came to my mind. I, I used to drink, too. I remember uh, doing this. You know, I shacked up before, too. I believe that when we tell people our yes, real Lord. testimony, that we mm-hmm. we defend the truth in a way that's, that, that they can't believe. Because if they can look at your life and you can tell them where you've been and they see the right. transformation in your life, the evidence is undeniable.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes Lord. Mm. Keep going, Pastor. That's good. <laughs> right.
0: The evidence is is, is is undeniable. So I, I just I feel like I, I feel like we wanna make sure that we're not being contrary but that we're being transparent, that we're being honest. I, I think the truth of the gospel is known in honesty. That's, that's, that's one of the ways for us to defend it, is to come to people like we are, to come to people in our circumstance and in, in our situation. It's one thing, because a lot of times we will try to speak word to them, and, and you're almost talking a foreign language. To some level, because you're talking to an unregenerate person at that time, the first thing they need to do is see you it was interesting. As I was, uh, as I was pondering the text where Jesus comes back uh, after his death, and he comes and he comes to Thomas, and he says something to Thomas, very powerful. He says, "Touch my hands." He says, "Touch yes. my hands," and then he tells him afterwards that he's to believe. It's I, I love this. I love this because he tells him before you even believe. I just. I, Touch me. I think that if we can get people in touch with, okay, I think if we can get people in touch with Jesus and let them see, they'll make a decision on their own. If we let them see, if we let them experience him, if we, if we, we, do that Uh, you you know tell them they 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 can't smoke you know no we don't have a smoking section at the church but some of those people that are outside they're doing what they do i said i'm not i don't care if they're smoking what i care about is when they walk through these doors do they feel our love do they feel our embrace do they feel that we are an extension of the kingdom of heaven to them the kingdom of god are we an extension to them where we have an opportunity to embrace race them, and they, yeah, they're gonna smell like cigarette smoke. I was talking to a young lady today. She came in. You, you know what? She smelled like alcohol today. But you know what? Her, her. So this is this was the point I was trying to make earlier. She's been through some stuff. She's been through some That's stuff. So right. what I didn't want to do, what I didn't want to do was, I didn't. I don't want to lose the opportunity that God has given me to minister to her life. And so in order for me to keep that opportunity that God has given to her in her life, I'm, I'm walking down the path and I'm saying, tell me more. What else is going on in your story? What else has gone on? And every time I continue to talk tears, I, I ask her questions. Tears just begin to run down her eyes. Why? Not because I'm a genius or not because I'm so good at it, or not because I'm so holy or sanctified, but because God, God's truth was, is, is available to her. She thought that I was going to judge her, but I heard her. I paused and I heard her. So part of us defending the truth is to stand in it the way that Jesus did. Jesus went to people's homes that other people said, I can't believe that you're going to do that. Tonight we eat That's at Zacchaeus' right. house. He says, "Tonight That's we're going right. to his house." Right? These these kind of things. So he goes to Zacchaeus' house, and these are the things that that really messed people up. You know. Then 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 he lets uh, uh, you know people uh, who are prostitutes. He comes and he sits and he defends them. You who who are without yeah. sin cast you cast this first stone. So so God. God God shows us through himself how we are to approach the people that He wants to win that He wants to, so you you can't deny it when that love enters into the most broken place in a person's life where they were trying to figure out what what they were going to do, and all of a sudden all you did was you came and you heard them you came and you stood with them, and you said, "After all of that, can I just pray with you and you open up a plethora of lesser things. Somebody, can, somebody loved me beyond my pain, beyond my dirt, beyond who I was, beyond where I've been, beyond who I slept with, beyond what I smoked, beyond what I shot up, beyond what I drank. Somebody loved me. Somebody. Titus 1.9. Mm. This is holding fast. The mm. faithful word as it has been taught. He may be able by sound doctrine to exhort and convince gainsayers. We need to take and we need to use God's word as a tool of reconciliation, not a tool of destruction, because we can take that word and be destructive with what we're doing. But it says here that it's supposed to be sound doctrine to exhort and to convince naysayers. When, when I'm standing in front of someone, I need to ask for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to speak to me, share with me, and tell me, what is this person's need that's beyond my human understanding? And, Lord, get, please, please remove my judgment that I approach almost every situation with, because if we're being honest, we look at people where we find them, and we almost determine that that's who they are, because if, if we see them, uh, we, we, we look at them, and we try to determine that's their whole life, and that's, that's not the their point. whole life. So uh, we, we want to be able to use the Word of God uh, very clearly. And then Acts 19, 8 and 10, it says, And he went into the synagogue, this is Jesus, and he spoke boldly for the space of three months. I love this. Disputing and persuading the things Concerning the kingdom of God. But when uh, divers were hardened and believed not, but spake of evil, that the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of Tyrannus. And he continued by the space of two years, so that all which dwelt in Asia heard the word of Jesus both Jews and Greeks. I want to say something in here. That was the last scripture that I had. I wanted to say something in here, though, Reverend, I, and, and let me share this piece with you. I don't want this part to be missed. Verse 10 says that he did that for hmm. two years. We will quit on somebody in two minutes. We will quit on someone in two months. For two years, he stood against naysayers. He stood against people who wouldn't believe. He stood against people who when he didn't scream and holler at them, he just kept preaching Woo-hoo! the gospel.
1: <laughs> Glory to God! Do, do, right? He
0: kept he kept saying it in the face of naysayers of um, two years. Is it we have to have a we have to have, enough, we have to have enough patience to work with and walk with the Holy Spirit to allow us to do it. We want instant everything in our society right now. But here's what I learned. So I also went and I took some Hebrew classes from uh, a, a, a rabbi who is converted, in uh, a converted Christian. Uh, but I, I took some of his classes for four years. I sat with this man. Bless my life. He began to talk to me about the distance between what we do in the Western culture today and what was said during that time. This was commonplace for them to spend multiple years walking with somebody. Watch this, letting them examine their lives. That's what they did. You can see my life. And so Paul then gives us a glimpse into that, right, when he says, follow me as I follow Christ. He gives us wow. a gumption to that. He's not saying, show up with me on Sunday morning to church. He's saying, no, follow my whole life as I follow after Christ. You can only say that if you're in pursuit of that, and then you know there's evidence of that that people can see. You cannot make that statement if that is not a part of your life. But if, wow. you are, if it is, you can say that, and you can spend time with people. I want you to think about Paul with Timothy. Paul gets with, 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 with uh, Lois and Eunice, and he begins to talk to them, and he, and, and, and he shares with Timothy, rather, about, his, uh, about the women that are in his life that, that raised him up. But then he makes him an understudy. So we read about Timothy as if he had already been there. When we read about Timothy, Timothy was still an understudy, even when both books were done. But Paul was sending him into the places, and he would tell him, this is beautiful. This is how we know we've taken the time. This is how we know we've taken the time with people, and we've worked with people. We, should, we shouldn't release people who want to bypass process. Because when you bypass process, you miss things in process that keep you in purpose.
1: Wow. If you bypass
0: a process... You, you'll, you'll, you'll get elevated to something, and then you can't sustain it there because the only thing that sustains you when you get to purpose is whatever you process through. So if you hadn't processed enough, then you come out prematurely. That means you always need somebody breathing on you in order for you to survive because you're premature. That's why babies have to stay All the time, or else they have to come out. My wife's a medical professional, or they have to come out and stay on life support until they develop some more. So when we put people out there who haven't understudied, who haven't spent the time to pause, to sit, and that we haven't had the chance to teach and to talk to and encourage and build up in the gospel, we send them out there prematurely, and they always need somebody to breathe for them. We need to be careful. We need to be careful about that. So in order for us to accurately defend it, we need to invite people, let them see our lives, examine it. Now, with them examining our lives, what happens is is that keeps us accountable to to the people that we know that God sent us. So it's a mutual benefit that's taking place in that process. It's mutually beneficial. That's what I talk about when I think about defending the truth. Most of it will come through how we live. It'll be what people see. It won't be what we say. It'll be what they mm. see in us.
1: What they mm. I love
0: it. So um, you that have was my last scripture. So hopefully uh, <laughs> I didn't take up too much. And I, I I answered uh the question or questions.
1: Um, you did, Pastor. Um you know, I'm just sitting here just crying because this is just this was just um this was so needed. It was so needed and so prophetic. Amen. I have to say that. So prophetic. And at the same time um, Can you just, just, just lead in the word of prayer as We, as God's people, um, are able to defend the truth with our life and our living.
0: Yes. Yes, I can do that. Amen. Amen. Um, Father, thank you. God, we, um, uh, on this show, for those who are on it and those who may hear it later, um, Lord, we are just blessed to be your people. We're just blessed to Carry your name to have the DNA of heaven uh, marked on the inside of us. To to speak the language of hope, to speak the language uh, of salvation and of redemption and reconciliation, God. And uh, we just ask that you would transform us, God. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, God. Help us not to neglect our mind, God. Help us not to neglect our thinking capacity God our ability to think Lord as it is saturated in the holy spirit teach us Lord lead us guide us let let our lives God be an example to those who are without God allow us to um allow us to 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 shine you so bright God that not that people will be blinded God but that illumination would come into their lives God and they would ask the question what must i do to be saved, God. Help us, too, to be patient, Father God, with people. Help us not to give up on people that you send in our pathway, Father God, who are hurting, who who are beat up, who've been molested, who've been abandoned, who've been abused, who have emotional disturbances, Father God, Lord, who have relational disturbances, God, people who are struggling in so many different areas of their lives. Teach us, God, to probe and to ask, God, and to to go further into their lives lord to learn god the the things that they need the most god and then give us a word for them god give us a give us a, a word a due season word a right now word god lord that would just penetrate their 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 pain god and cause them father god lord to begin the process of healing lord and use us god in that manner use use all of us in that manner god let let our time be wise In the earth, God. Let us not waste it when we are sitting with people, God. Some may not know the words that we speak, God, but just our touch, God. Sometimes our ear, sometimes our sitting uh, with people. Let us be willing to go to Zacchaeus' house and sit while others watch and say, "I don't, I don't understand why you're doing that." Well, you wanted to win, you wanted to win him, but you had to get into his space, into his place, and to learn. Of Him, God, that He could see you, that you could reach into the lowest and the highest and the dirtiest and the, and, and the most difficult, and extract out of it God a life, Lord that you had died for, that you ordained and that you purposed and so Lord teach us. Teach us as we draw near to you, God, to be your sons and daughters uh, more than anything. God, teach us to be your sons and your daughters, your ambassadors, God, in the earth. God, let us represent you well. God, let us defend your truth, God, by being walking examples of that truth, Lord. Let us let us understand that, God. Atheists, Lord, have no new arguments except that they just attack Our lifestyles right now God so teach us God to line Our lives up with your purpose And with your plans God In Jesus name Amen
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, um, Pastor Colbert. I don't know if you guys could hear me just now. This word has been so profound. Um, I was taking notes, and I couldn't – I stopped taking notes because I began crying because the word was penetrating, permeating literally my my heart in such a way because it is the word that I know that we need and that I was looking for. Um, I, on tonight, and I could not articulate what I needed, <laughs> and so <laughs> you brought it. I just could not articulate the words, um, and so I appreciate the God in you. Oh, You're
0: welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's such me. an honor.
1: Thank. You. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm listening, people of God. It is. It. If you have not. Please tune in. Could you just say your Facebook, because I know you do live um, Bible studies. Can you please just say your Facebook page where people can go and listen to you?
0: Yeah, I do. So thank you so much for that, too. Um, I do a Wednesday night. I don't do it all the time. I do eight weeks at a time on topic. So like I said, right now we're dealing with biblical worldview, who Jesus was, why Jesus came, why Jesus died, what about the empty tomb. Uh, that is and what people who saw him said about him. So that's where we're focusing. And so right now it's called Through the Bible, it's on Facebook. Um, it's a group. This isn't a group to recruit you to our ministry, to our church, um, none of that. Matter of fact, we hope that people stay where they are and do exactly uh, what, what we're doing. We, we just want to be a part of the body. And so um, if you log on to that, um, you do have to connect to it. Um, you have to get uh, accepted onto the page. Uh, but then that gives you access to all of the teaching that I do on um, Wednesday nights. And, again, I do it eight weeks at a time, so we have two more weeks left I won't do thanksgiving next week, I'll do this week and then the following week, and then we're off for December and then I return back uh in january um after the the month of December with a whole new set of um teaching uh that we are going to be doing so um yeah that's 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 what we've got going right now so um I'm excited praise about God. that,
1: yes, praise God and also. Make sure um, if you're in the Phoenix area or if you visit the Phoenix area, you do want to um, look up um, and get the ad information on www.verticalphx.com. I'll say that again. Vertical, V-E-R-T-I-C-A-L-P-H-X.com. And also, I, this is what I don't do um, often, but something, you know, on the Holy Spirit, I believe. Really ignited this in me I want you also to look up this website FellowshipPhoenix.com FellowshipPhoenix.com And mm-hmm. I believe you're the Executive Director there I am Alright, praise God um, I just believe whatever God is doing In your life That it's good ground And so you. If you if you are looking Those of you out there If you're looking um, for something to support and the Word of God that comes forth through the man of God, I want you to look at those two websites. I'll also post them to my Facebook page and I'll see about getting onto my website so that we can make sure to support in that area. Um, Pastor, Pastor, I will be sending a um, seed offering as well ground. And I thank you so much um, for coming on the King authority. Broadcast on tonight was there any Last words you wanted to say on tonight
0: You know what thank you Thank you uh, Reverend Morris I appreciate You so much Uh, I am so honored I'm always honored I really am Anytime someone asks me uh, To do something And um, I'm there I recognize that I have A a tremendous responsibility To the body of Christ And uh, to just people in general To make sure that I represent The kingdom well But also because this is your show This is a platform That God has given you I always want to make sure too That anytime I'm invited um, That, you know, I give The the, the the guest uh exactly what they uh were hoping for uh and that you know I do that in a in, a, in an appropriate way and so I'm just super honored uh, to be able to to have you and and to to have been a part of uh your fantastic uh ministry here that's reaching people in all parts uh of the world as you had shared with me so i'm I am grateful and thank you thank you thank you so much and we've known each other for years but been a recent mm-hmm. connection so i i'm i'm honored humbled i really am
1: i am too my brother um so I really thank you again. Listen, people of God, I've just got text to send your information to people. <laughs> so that's a blessing. So I'm for God to enlarge your territory in such a great way. Um, and you and your wife, as you go into this season of your life, thank you, Jesus, as you go into this season of your life, that God will enlarge your territory. And I say your, I'm talking about the two of you, together. Amen.
0: Jesus thank you. Um. Amen. Thank you again we on tonight. That. Thank you.
1: Amen. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority on tonight. I'm having a hard time transitioning, guys, back into the announcer. Um, but thank you for so much for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Dancia. And um, forget the titles right now. I'm Dancia, and I want you to come back on next Sunday. Hallelujah. I want okay. you to come back on next Sunday Sunday. Um, I don't forgot what we talking about. I'm so sorry. I'm, with, I'm on a whole different page right now, so I got to get myself together. We are gonna talking about. Uh, we're gonna talk about life after divorce, and we have a couple on Elders Gilliam who are coming on on next Sunday. You do not want to miss this man and woman of God, such precious jewels, and they're gonna be talking about life after divorce. You've asked for it. These are the things we're talking about, and we want to understand what, what God does with those who are dealing with life after divorce and are now remarried. And so we just praise God for the opportunity to do what God has gifted us to do. Once again, thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. Have a blessed night. Thank you again, Pastor Colbert.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. God bless you. With the Lucky Lands slot, you can get lucky just about anywhere.